Hi, and welcome to the Tony Gallus Show. My name is Tony. I am here with my co-host, Sahaj Shah. Sahaj, how are you? Oh, I'm doing really well. Remember, really your good. mom is listening. Oh, yeah, that's true. So don't say anything inappropriate. That's true. And I tell Miss Shaw, I'm Miss Shaw, I tell him. I tell him all the time. Be a good kid. Be a nice kid, you know. Be a good loving boy. Be a good loving boy. Religious boy. Just not. Never mind. Let me not go there. Oh, look, that's a cool car. That's a, What kind of car is that over there? Uh, that's the Porsche that I literally see every day and I admire every single time. It's a 911 GT3 RS. How much is a... Miami uh, Blue. Uh, how much is a 911 Porsche GT NR? M- MSRP for those are like $250 to $270. To $250,000? $250, that's a quarter of a million, million dollars. dollars. For that car? For that GT3 RS. And those things appreciate in value. It's one of those. Really? Yep. Huh. Right now, you can buy one for 50k. If over you sticker. had 1.4, if you made what I'm going to be making sometime in the future, sure. my goal is to make $1.4 million a year. If you made $1.4 million a year, would you buy that car? Absolutely. You would? I would. There's no I question about I it. I Just and to show it off to you. That, and I would just hold on to it. I would say, Sahaj, do you like my car? And you would say, yes, I love it. And then I would say, guess what? You're going to say, what? You can't drive it. Why? The minute you let me drive, I'm just going to wreck it. That's why. Because of your attitude right now. It's a very nice attitude. Why am I being so mean to you? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see what happens to your Porsche when you get one. (laughs) I need to be nicer. I need to be nicer. I just had a lot of... um, Satan over here. I had a lot of protein. And I'm trying to, I weighed myself this morning and I told Tahaj about this. This is bad. This is, let's talk about, let's talk about it because I think a lot of people, um, do you gain weight during the winter time? Yeah, I would say so. It's just so much harder to stay um, active active, and for, at least for me it is. And I, I was reading an article that says that people generally gain weight during the, um, during the winter season. And that's what's happened with me. I mean, I've gained well, and really, I've gained a lot of weight since I've left my old job in career, in law enforcement and then started this new job, you know, at the office. I mean, I sit there all day and I've gained about, I mean, I've gone from about one, my lowest of my lowest over the summer was about 150 to about 173. I mean, I've gained over 20 pounds. Jeez. It's so much weight and I don't like it. Um, so I went to the gym today and I spent a good, um, it's a kickoff session is what I call it, you know, a kickoff session to just get back into it. So in the bodybuilding, uh, industry, the winter months are known as bulking season. So that people bulk up, gain weight, you know, that way. And then when, um, like the springtime rolls around, they start shredding for the summer. So that way they can look good with their shirts off. So even in the bodybuilding community, winter time is known as bulking time. I was bulking this season. Yeah. But really, in reality... A little too much? Yeah, a little too much. Oh, okay. I need, a, I need to lay off the junk food, really. Um, but really, um, I, I, I've always said this. Once I'm able to make passive income and I'm able to quit my job and just do podcasting, like, my, my, my goal, and I've had... I've really thought about this um, and have really question this recently a whole lot more is I just don't know what I want to career wise. You know, I left law enforcement to start a legal career, right. And become a lawyer hopefully someday, but now I'm questioning it and I'm like, kind of like, you know what? I just always felt like I was supposed to be in entertainment somehow. And you know what? I think it's a good thing that you're questioning it because, um, no one says you have to go down the traditional path. I mean, you know, lawyers great. If you if you want to do it, that's awesome. Do it. Money's great. You know, everything. You know, I'm sure life life will be great. But 
it's good that you're going to a self-realization phase to figure out what it is exactly you want to do. Because, I mean, hell, I've been there. I'm going through the same thing right now. Maybe not at the level you are, but I've had those thoughts. I want to be a full-time podcaster. I want to be a full-time entertainer and just make passive income that way. I mean, and who doesn't? I think a lot of people have that kind of dream, but I've always had. And I started this back in 2019, so, and I just haven't been very consistent with it. Um, So I'm questioning whether I want to go down the legal path. That's something new that's coming up. I haven't told anybody in my office they're going to say, what? I'm going to say, well, I don't, I just don't know. I don't, like, I want to get away from the 9 to 5, the 8.30 to 5.30. Yeah. It's just so... It gets repetitive for me. It, like I'm, I'm, un, you know, I'm trying to learn who I. And I think this is in your mid twenties. You start discovering more things about yourself, and it's it's an eye opening kind of experience. Um, mid twenties, I would say maybe twenty five to twenty eight. That's kind of in the in the uh, age range where I've noticed not only in myself but in my friends people start kind of discovering who they are and what they want to do long term. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm in that phase right now where I'm just kind of like, you know, where, what, what, where do I want to go? Mm-hmm. There's a fork in the road and it's, you know, where, how do I want to proceed? Yeah. This podcasting is something I definitely want to do. Yes. But I want to expand from this and do more things in entertainment. Yeah. You know, I want to be on your TV saying, I'm Tony Gallo, and you're watching American Idol. I have the same thoughts as you in the sense that... What? In the sense that... I have the same thoughts. I love... What? Like, you know, work is great right now, but I know it's not my end-all, be-all. Like, right. I, I feel like... You don't want to f- retire as a police officer. No, and, and the thing is, I feel like there's just more to freaking life than just working for somebody. Like, you, like if... Like we should one day, hopefully, pray to God, we can monetize off of our hobby because right. it's like I genuinely enjoy doing this. You know, you know. Let me give you this: I genuinely enjoy working out. I will. I never miss. I've in the last twelve, thirteen years, I've barely. You know, I've it's, probably, it's big in your life for sure. Yeah, I've never. I barely missed a workout. Um, and I have as much joy podcasting as a as a, as I do working out, and that says something. Because yeah, good God, like I dedicate myself to working out so much imagine dedicating the same amount to podcasting which is a, a very well you know you can monetize off you make a oh, living 100%. Off of it. and then youtube too i love youtube i love cars YouTube, yeah. i love youtube so like you know there's so much content to be made out there and i feel like working a regular job right now is just like you know like you said you're learning more about yourself i'm learning more about myself and i think i have the same sort of viewpoints as you getting into entertainment not like maybe not live tv per se but you know podcasting and stuff like that like i'm with it yeah i'm with it so i think and nothing against my job or the people i work oh, with yeah, i think i like i like my job and i like what i do now yeah of course but it same has, here but i i'm questioning whether i want to continue to do the 830 to 5 and i'm gonna do it for five to ten years i think yeah. but in Five to ten years. This podcast had better help us, help us in blowing up. <laughs> Share the show on Instagram and, for real, and on your Instagram story. I tell my friends, "Share the show on your Instagram story, please," so that we can get more listens, more plays, and that helps us honestly. So, anyway, um, what's next on the? We have we have a. Uh, we have multiple things we need. Good to talk old about. Sam Smith is uh, what. T- okay, dude. I didn't so, see it. <laughs> You didn't see it? No. There's this performance and um, uh, at the Grammys, and it got a lot of flag because it just felt very satanic. And this is the Unholy song from Sam Smith. It's so catchy, you know? Um, but it did get a lot of... Um, he performed it at the Grammys with, with uh, I guess, the uh, his featuring... I think the the... First transgender woman got the Grammy, but that wasn't even the the talk of what happened. It was it's, it was mostly about how satanic the performance was. But um, you know the weekend concert we went to. Yeah, would you categorize that as satanic? I don't think so. That was just kind of like um, I don't underworld type. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I didn't see this performance with Sam Smith. So I was imagining the weekend concert, sort of like that. It was very red. I mean, he came out with devil horns and everything. Uh, so it was just very, everything was red. I think there's there's uh, there's implications of their performing in hell. Oh. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, I don't know why I wrote that down, but I, I mean, no, I do know why. I wanted to discuss that. I wanted to see, the, you know, like. They caught a lot of flack. I know that. Yeah. But it's like such a catchy song, Unholy. It's such it's such a catchy song it really is and um i don't know he's changed a lot <laughs> in the last 10 years five to 10 years sam smith has you know so what is he cha- how has he changed just his music or like his personality I think his whole what? personality his what? own persona right now he's going through this like it used to be like can i lay by your side next to you very lovey-dovey songs right and then it just turned into like kind of a rebellious. But I see that in a lot in a lot of artists. You see in Taylor Swift. I know you probably don't listen to Taylor Swift as much as I do, but you saw in her too. She went from like 1989, her album 1989. I've got a blank space, baby, and I write your name. It's very lovey dubby. I think she had Lover after that, or it might have been the other way. But then she came out with Reputation. You know, as like, look what you made me do. Look what you just and it's very dark, very like snaky. I mean, I think the the album featured a snake as a photo album thing, a cover album. Um, so I think a lot of artists go through this phase and then they end up, you know, coming back around to kind of their good side. I think uh, Machine Gun Kelly went through the same thing. I don't know if you MGK. He was a rap. Yeah, he went into he went into rapping. Was very successful. Now he's into like pop rock and like sort of like that punk rock type vibe completely different from rapping right and then Lil Wayne went through the same thing too Lil Wayne started experimenting with the sort of rock and roll stuff at one point but yeah yeah they do I guess artists do go through it and you know what some artists really succeed at it so like Machine Gun Kelly is pretty decent in my opinion course right now you like someone speaking of artists named Bailey Zimmerman Bailey Zimmerman that man yeah he's the man dude I love that guy I was a bit disappointed when you sent me that uh, video. I sent, so Bailey Zimmerman was, um, he's a country artist and he was performing and he had a pretty bad performance. I think he was like, just not singing very well. So people didn't like it and right. he got caught for he called, I called out for it. He just came out recently on TikTok saying, hey, I'm sorry. And um, basically show that he can sing. Um, and he has that popular song, Rock in a Hard Place. You really like this song, don't you? I like that song. Dude, I like a lot of this song. I ain't gonna lie to you. I think this is his most popular right now. You should play the chorus. We've been swinging and missing. It ain't broke yet, but damn, it needs fixing. Been a while since you kissed, felt like kissing. But we're caught in between a rock and a so he came out he sounds wonderful right there right amazing in the studio, dude. studio studio music studio sound right there but he goes out and performs and he sounds terrible and everybody wants their money back because yeah. he sounds terrible but he came out he apologized he's gonna go on tour with morgan wallen who is another fantastic country i was morgan wallen fan and sahaja and i argue about this all the time but i was a morgan wallen fan before anybody was a morgan wallen fan dude and yeah I, okay I'll, I'll give you that yeah you always try to compete against yeah me. but I, you I know, know morgan but, and i call morgan and i say morgan i say give us some tickets and he doesn't want to give us any tickets you know what dude you know what i want to you know and that leads that so let me ask you this yeah, are yes so yeah how much would you pay to see your favorite artist who's your favorite artist right now and let's just let's take let's say country music. Country music yeah. would be okay. It'd have to be Morgan Wallen. Okay, same because here. Same here. Taylor Swift is also, but that's pop. So I have many country, many favorite artists. I would say. Okay, awesome. Mine's also Morgan Wallen, and I'm on the Morgan Wallen train, especially for I'm the sure last few months, are. right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'll ever hop off that train because he's the freaking best. How much would you pay to see him live? I mean, I was getting ready to pay about three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars. Three hundred to four hundred dollars. I would want, and I would want very good seats too. But I don't think I can get very good. I think I would have to pay seven hundred. Like, use it. 
I'd pay whatever if I if I was making a lot of money. But right now, I'd, I would pay. I would max out at five hundred dollars. I think that's my okay. max for right now. Okay, I'd max out at five hundred dollars for Fair. good seats. For good seats. Yes. For good seats. Yes. I don't want to pay five hundred and sit at the top. I'd pay five hundred with floor seats. Yeah. I'm with you. He's I so think good. I think I would do the same. Here's Fine. more. He's so, and He's I mean, he just so blew up. He blew good. up. He blew up. And I, I mean, dude, for good reason. Did you see what he did? How um, much money would you pay? I would pay up to five hundred bucks to see him why on, on say, good seats. Why do you have to say the same thing as I do? Because I would go with you to the damn concert. Because I would pay that. Because I want to see him live. But you know what he did? Did you see what he did um, in downtown Nashville Entertainment District? No. He spent time with the downtown district. Uh, enter- entertainment district police officers. Oh, good for him. Yeah, he took That's pictures awesome. with them. I was so freaking jealous, man. Like, and you know what the crazy part is? When he was here in Dallas, he was staying at the Crescent, right? I was right. working at the Crescent the same day he was performing. And the crazy part is I told myself, I hope he freaking comes back before I have to That's leave. That's crazy. And guess what? He didn't. I th- it apparently came like 2, 3 in the morning. I was gone by yeah, then. So, I really so, wanted yeah. to see so him. So Hodge has a side gig as an escort at the Crescent. And I have a crush on Morgan Wallen. And you couldn't be his escort. He didn't request you. He didn't. So. What a travesty. <laughs> but uh, no, he's blowing up. Morgan Wallen is blowing up for good reason. I mean, he's very, very talented. Yeah. And um, I want to meet him. Me too. I want to meet him someday. Me, I want to yeah, sure. interview him. That'd be oh, kind of cool. Like, hey, Morgan. Yeah. You've had some controversies in your life. Let's talk about that. And you know, and, and I even... Wouldn't, th- I wouldn't start, that, start with something positive. Like, hey, what'd you have for lunch today? Hey, how'd you like hanging out with little Dirk? When Who's he made that Dirk? S- is that the... Uh, the Broadway girl. Homophobic guy? No. little Dirk is... That's little Baby. <laughs> oh, little Baby. No, no. That's that that's Da Baby. Da Baby. I just want to clear that up. Like, that was D-A-B-A-B-Y. That's the guy who made those homophobic comments not not little baby it doesn't matter little dirk is the one that had a song Lil with dirk. morgan Wallen. broadway girls broadway girls yeah that was after his concert it's a little controversy which he went out and he said and he said something he shouldn't have said um right it, it was a very i don't know it's he's for me personally it felt like he was like saying it very cat like i have friends who say the n-word and i think we should just get it get rid of it honestly like we should get rid of words not only the n-word but any words that are just tied with discriminatory um have discriminatory ties yeah. why don't we just eliminate all of them from from our vocabulary if we yeah. want as a society we want to stop saying that they they bring in rage and hate mm-hmm. let's just eliminate them from our vocabulary yeah um and i think we should because then you know people are like Morgan Wallen, you're caught slipping, and it, like it becomes part of your everyday vocabulary. Right. I have some friends who, not friends, but like I, you know, I have people who grew. We all grew. Well, I grew up in the ghetto. You know, I grew up in the ghetto, and it's it's normal to say the N word. So you know, so I have people who still consistently say it. And just kind of just get rid of it. Just get rid of it from your vocabulary. I would say. To be honest, it's disgusting because um, the like just the other day when I had um, I was doing some street racing work at at, at work and um, you know when I caught somebody, the first thing he started saying to me. And keep in mind, like no one should ever say the say the n word. But this is like the first thing he says. He uh, he's a Hispanic male. Starts cussing me out, right? And not only yeah. that, he starts cussing me out and constantly saying the n word. Yeah, I'm like, dude, it's what is your part, deal, yeah, dude? It's like, part of the why you got to do vocabulary? Yeah, why you got to do that? But I and I think you know a lot of young people, um, especially if you grew up in areas like I grew up in, uh, it's just in the music, it's in the movies, it's it's part of the culture, and I, like I said, just because it's part of the culture doesn't make it okay. Right. Because if we want to get rid of it completely, we just need we need to all stop saying it completely. Right. I, I th- that's my opinion. No, and you may disagree. That's true. You may cancel me, but we just if we want to get rid of it as a society, we just got to stop saying we. It, it doesn't even have to be a word anymore. Yeah, no, for sure. Hey, going back to the concert thing, anyway. you know how Bailey Zimmerman had that off concert. Post Malone had that off concert. Um, Post Malone you, looked like he was going through it. Yeah, he seemed yeah. like he was high. Do you do you believe that if 
an artist does go through um, an off concert, do you think the fans should get their money back or not? Um, I don't think so. No, that that'd be kind of hard to kind of decide. Yeah. Like, if I'm as a fan, if I come in, I'm like, hey, I didn't like the way he's saying, so I want my money back. But you know, I, yeah, I guess how do not. you decide that? That's gonna right. be that'd be kind of tough for me to t- decide. Yeah. But um, unless the show was like completely canceled, then that or you know he only performed for thirty minutes and then he left because due to whatever, because he sucked so bad and everybody was booing him. Then maybe you know if he didn't complete the two hour show that they normally complete and it was only twenty minutes or whatever the case may be, I would argue for a refund. But yeah, fair enough. I don't think so. Do you think we should get some money back from the weekend concert because we had like two hours of silence? Oh man. <laughs> And that was that was in the weekend himself. Did and I keep saying did, did you, I used to think the weekend were three guys. I thought it was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and they were called the weekend. But it's For just real? one guy. You're lying, right? God, I didn't know it was just one Jesus. guy. I thought it was a whole band. <laughs> My God, God bless you, God bless, naive little boy. God bless America. You know what about um what about a uh, bad girl Riri's Super Bowl performance? I thought it was I thought it was good. I didn't have a problem with it. Me neither. I was I was fine with it. Me too. Some pe- a lot of people didn't like it. For whatever reason why? Cuz I didn't do, understand. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I thought it was good. I think it's good for like our people in their mid 20s because I think we knew all the songs. Like it oh, kind of yeah. it kind of like takes us back to high school times and middle mm. school or wherever you were and whenever those songs were really popular. So I think some people who may be in their late 30s, 40s, maybe didn't, they just didn't recognize the songs. Some so. people were saying that she was like overly slutty or something like that, which I, I didn't, didn't, I didn't, I didn't see any so. of that. Like she so. was like fully clothed. They, they were just doing dance moves. Like I didn't see anything. I was okay with it. Like it wasn't inappropriate. No, I thought it was fun. I, I thought it was fun. It wasn't anything crazy. It was red. Um, which kind of <laughs> brought me back to Sam Smith's performance yeah, because it's yeah. a satanic vibe to it. Yeah. But I don't think Rihanna had a satanic vibe, you know, or d- didn't try to like go for that or anything like that. So mm. I thought it was fine. She's pregnant. I think that was a big announcement. So she's going to have a second child. Do you know what I was scared for during that concert, though? That she was going to fall. Dude, that platform when she was kept going up and up was like wobbly if you looked at it. It was sort of like wobbly, and I'm just like, dude, she's all the way up there. Like this lady falls, like she's dead. So is her baby, and I was like, I don't know. Kind of had like, I was like, <laughs> she I was, was like, she's really like brave, brave to do that. I don't do well, that. Well, and I ran into a video of a TikTok video of Lady Gaga when she did her Super Bowl performance. I don't know if you recall it, but she she started off at the very top of the stadium singing, um, I think uh, America the Beautiful. And then she jumps off the, the very top of the, excuse me, of the stadium. And she's hanging by like just a rope, basically. And that's how she started her Super Bowl for performance. So they, these artists really like to just go up. Um, entertain. Entertain. I, I would do the same thing, honestly. And Rihanna was, she was on the platform, but she was also being held by a cable, I think, on the platform. If the entire platform fell, I think she would fall. But she, she wouldn't fall from the platform and then like, you know, if the platform held together, I think she was going to be okay. That's and not reassuring <laughs> for me whatsoever. That's still Well, you don't scary. like heights. I, I don't. You know, and what? And correct me if I'm wrong, but the um, the fighter jets that flew over at the beginning of the Super Bowl, they called themselves the Blue Angels or something like that. Yeah. Weren't they an all-female team that did it? I have no idea. Dude, I, I heard that an all-female team did it. I'm like, that's freaking sick. The national anthem by Chris Stapleton, I heard, was really good. Well, I didn't see it. It was, it was really good, I heard. Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton national anthem. I like that man, too. Yeah, he's He's, he's really a good, good country singer. Um, I would play it. Should I play it? Should I play it? This is a thing with the national anthem. And uh, I heard one of my podcasters said, said once, you know, the national anthem, if you start playing it, you got to play the whole thing. Yeah. So we're going to, I'm going to play it because I love the national anthem. I thought he got a very good performance. And then we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we'll do the feel-good story of the day. How about that? Yeah, it works for me. Okay, so here's Chris Stapleton Chris Stapleton singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. And you see by the dawn's early light Was so proud 
whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fire all the ramparts we walked were so Tony with your feel-good story of the day. Alright, so Hodge is doing the uh, feel-good story. You want your volume down? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so feel-good story of the day. So yesterday I had the honor of attending a birthday party for a four-year-old kid um, over here where I work. And um, he really wanted to see, he really wanted a police officer to attend. Yeah. So, um, a solo man was dressed up as a police officer for his birthday. Nice. So, I let him in the squad car, let him touch all the buttons, do all the sirens, you know, mess with mess the whole shabazz. The next thing you know, like, all the kids wanted to do the same. So, I yeah. had, so for like an hour yesterday, I was entertaining you know, kids, and I got to, you know, I'm sure, and I gave them stickers and all that. That's and awesome. And the smile, smiles on their faces were priceless because they really loved it, and you can tell them. Was, it, was this an event or something? It was just a request for um, a uh, NPO to... I'll to, come out. To, to come out to a birthday party. Okay, and it was in my area where gotcha. I work, so I was like, yeah. It's not like Make-A-Wish or anything? No, no, I'm no. Just no. It's just, yeah, it's just a family. It's like, he's, hey, healthy, he's a healthy young boy. Yeah, he's a good, yeah, he's healthy young boy yeah. wanting to see police. Super happy kid. That's awesome. Oh, I love that kid. Well, shout out to our police officers out there going out there and um, showing up for these kids' birthdays. Did he have a lot of people there? Yes. He had a lot of kids there? Oh, yeah. He had a lot of friends? Yes. That's awesome. Good for him. Sometimes I get, you know, sometimes try to find a birthday party where there's not a lot of kids and just surprise them. Oh, that would be pretty cool, huh? Yeah. That's true. On a Saturday. What if... What it's if, like, oh, none of my friends showed up. And then it's like, you come in and you're like, ah, we're here. And then you bring all your cop buddies and then put on TikTok. But hey, this is a feel-good story because the kid was happy. That's right. And it's he, all that matters. I saw the picture. It looked cute. Yeah. Little man. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you for your feel good story of the day. So hot. We'll be right back. Share the show on Instagram and Twitter because remember, sharing is caring. At Tony Gallo Show. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, you went for a walk today? Yeah, I went for a walk today. <laughs> to get coffee and gr- yeah. The walk isn't funny itself, but there's something coming that makes that made the walk kind of funny. Dude, honestly. it was so funny. We went, so we went for my wife and I went for a walk to grab coffee and a croissant, right? Yeah. It was, um, and so then we decided to just continue walking, and um, there's a huge bird's nest full of tons of i think parakeets right so this lady starts talking to me like you know middle-aged lady starts talking to me about what kind of birds i thought they were it's funny yeah so you know in the middle of our walk start having this kind of, you know we start having this conversation with a middle lady and with this little old lady i was kind of telling her um 
Yeah, I think I heard those were parakeet birds. Like their nest is right up there. There's like hundreds of them. Well, lo and behold, I got pooped on by a bird. Mm. Discussing birds. How ironic is that? What does that mean? So, in according to Indian culture, like uh, it's supposed to be good luck. Is it? Yeah, it's supposed to be good luck or like good bless, or like blessings are coming, um, blessings are coming your way or something like that. Which you know, I don't. I mean, who knows? We'll see what happens. My brother got pooped on when he played basketball at one point. So, and he turned out pretty decent at basketball. So, I like to think maybe. So you're gonna be decent at talking to old ladies about birds. Now? Yeah, or maybe I might be a good bird catcher. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder. So. Um, do we know why birds sit at light poles or electric poles, electric lines, electrical lines? I don't. It's like every Monday evening they have a meeting. It's I think it's church, honestly. That's what I think it is. Like there's this intersection in Dallas, but where I near where I work, and every I think it's either like every Wednesday or Tuesday they sit out there, and it's by the hundreds of them, and they sit out there and they're just con- congregating. And I'm like, what's going on here? Is this their church service or something? I really think they're going to church or something. That or they're trying to discuss where they're going to migrate to or which area of the city they're going to take well, all not, the poops on. I don't know. They're not migrating because they keep coming back every week. So I th- that's why I think it's church service. Hopefully. I don't know. You know, I'm glad there's those protective wirings, uh, protective stuff on those so they don't get electrocuted. Oh, is that why they did it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's why they did it, but I think, to, the I think they may have done it to protect against the weather elements but it helps the birds so they don't get electrocuted for the either. birds and the squirrels oh yeah squirrels too i love them uh i'm watching the bachelor i want to update everybody on my bachelor picks again that was um if i'm recalling correctly from the last episode i i guess that the top three are going to be charity greer and katie katie from austin and um, I think in the, not the most recent episode, but the episode before that, I think Charity got a one-on-one. And if you watch The Bachelor, you know, you don't, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm probably speaking a foreign language. But um, Charity got a one-on-one and Katie got a one-on-one. And Katie spent the night at the museum with Zach. So we're thinking Katie's a big one. She's going to go far. They're going to go to the fantasy suites. And you don't know what that means either, but... I think I can imagine what that means. What do you think it means? It means where they do it. That's yeah. what I'd like to think. And it's only the top three that get to go to the fantasy suites. Oh, really? Yeah. And then it, they don't always do it, but, um, you know, I think, you know, they, it's just kind of like a trial. Like, hey, are we uh, are we compatible in the sex part of it? Because, <laughs> I mean, that's part of a relationship, right? <laughs> What's so funny? No, you're right. You're right. That's part of it. Like if I'm going to be in a relationship, I want to make sure the sex is good. Does this this put your kids away, people? I want to make sure God the s- sex is good, right? Man, cover your ears, kids. Kids, cover your ears. Shit, parents, cover your ears. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we got to make sure. I mean, we got to talk about it. It's. I know it's uncomfortable. It's a little bit uncomfortable, but we got to talk about it. We got to make sure the sex is good. I think the only reason why it's uncomfortable is just because of like the society, like what, like just like the word and what we're taught about the word and all that makes it an uncomfortable topic. When you know, I think sex is a beautiful thing when you do it with somebody you love. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't. Never mind. <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Speaking of sex, um, am I ready to be in a relationship? The hell are you asking me for? <laughs> Answer that yourself. I'm only against Hodge and asking him if I'm ready. Um I you know, I, I want to get back to dating. Um I have I have been sort of um how do you say? How do you say it? Um not really not focused on it. Not prioritizing it. It's not even prioritizing it. It's more of, you know, I, I just spoke about sex and doing it when you're in love. And I don't feel like I've been doing that, you know. And I want to be able to be in a relationship, actually love somebody, and then have sex. So, and not the other way around, you know. So, it just makes it... Um, Anyway, going back to The Bachelor, I think that Charity, Katie, and Greer are the top three for me, and um, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Tomorrow's a new episode of The Bachelor. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. 
They got like 25,000 messages on uh, Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Yeah, that's how Hodge loves selling things on Facebook Marketplace. Um, I think, yeah, as far as the dating stuff goes, though, um, I think springtime, summertime, I'll probably get back on Hinge. You know, I was having fun dating. I, I, a lot of people say they don't like the apps. It doesn't feel natural to them. Yeah, I mean, I was, I'm thinking I'm one of those guys who said that. Yeah. But were know, you ever man. on the dating apps? Uh, no, I think for me, I just think of, um, I don't know, dude, like I'm a, I'm a pretty conversational person and I'm, and I don't mind approaching people, talking to them. So I feel like for me, for me, for me, um, what comes more authentically and myself is me, you know, talking to somebody in person, if somebody, you know, just So maybe anywhere. I just meet someone at the Katy Trail because we have a Katy Trail and it's very popular and I love going to the Katy Trail. There's so many good looking people at the Katy Trail. So maybe, and I've been running it since last summer and I've always said, maybe I run into somebody here at the Katy Trail and I'm, and you know. Yeah. I mean, maybe as long as you put forth the effort. To so I'll that, be on yes. the Katy Trail for anybody who's interested. I'll be out there Sunday evenings from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. I'll wear a Tony Gallo show shirt. Just pull me aside and say, hey, do you want to go on a date? Yeah, do something like that, I guess. Nah, we'll see what happens. I like the dating apps. I think with the dating apps, um, what, what, what tends to happen is that people are more hesitant about setting up an actual date. Dude, bro, I mean, I don't know. For me, okay, fine. But... I don't have an issue with the apps or whatever nowadays that um, you millennials like doing, but, you know, back in my you day. You are a millennial. What are you talking about? <laughs> back in my day. I don't make any sense, kid. To be honest, like, when you're in person with somebody, and if you're able to start a conversation. Back recip- in my day. Get re- out of here. <laughs> reciprocate a conversation with somebody. You were born in 1994. <laughs> Dog, hear me out. Look, when you're, able, when you're in person with somebody, able to have a conversation with somebody, reciprocate conversation, make good conversation. To me, that's so real and that's so authentic, whereas on apps, you are... Um, hiding underneath a underneath a piece of technology, which is not a bad thing, right? But I think as humans, we're meant to be very social. Like, dude, one hundred percent, I agree and, with that statement. Yeah, and like, and I'm not like the most social freaking guy out there, right? But I will say this: I don't have a problem talking to random people, approaching random people. It for me, it's just come second to none, and I like that because. And I like the, and and I would I just like authenticity. I guess behind an app, you don't know how authentic someone might be. You don't know. Hell, you don't even know what their intentions are. You know what I mean? I don't know. They could be Jeffrey Dahmer. You just don't know. Yet. Yeah, I mean, dude, for real. I, I mean, I, I tend to agree with you. And the thing is, with the dating apps, like I said, people become more hesitant at setting up dates. And that's what I try to like. And actually, I, I, started, I started thinking about making a dating app in which you, you, there's no communication. There's no messaging back and forth. There's just like you put your availability. They put their availability. Damn, someone might say, just meet, t- I tell you what, and then a year from now, this is going to be out there because I'm putting it out here on the podcast. Um, so you put their availability, I put my availability, they put their availability, and then um, what ends up happening is like you match like a regular like Tinder or Hinge or whatever, it may be a Bumble. You match, and once you match, you um, kind of your, your first available date kind of syncs up and maybe you know you guys discuss you get like a limited amount of messages that you can send because the idea of the app would be to force a uh, uh, in-person date that's the idea of it like no more small talk no more kind of like the other stuff because i feel like people just hesitate and people waste yes. other people's yes. time yes and it's kind of like i'm like i'm not here to talk to you over text for two weeks and then finally decided whether or not we want to date. I, I kind of want to go on a date, see you in person, talk Catch to you in vibes, person. For real. And, you know. Well, and I think another thing that one of my friends told me once that he said that like sometimes it just gets so monotonous and like te- and it's just like repetitive, just asking the same small talk questions every single time it's to so, somebody yeah. you match with. And eventually you get jaded. And that's, this was he, what he told me. Like you just get jaded and you're kind of like, oh, whatever, you know, like I'll just, you know what I mean? Like, just shrug it off or I don't want to bother with these apps anymore. Like, I don't know. I feel like yeah. the apps are a good thing, but I also think there's there's more to us you, as freaking You have humans. to be disciplined enough to just set up that date. And that's but, what I was doing when I was on Hinge initially. I was just setting up dates. And yeah. I was like, I'm not, we're not having, it's just hard enough to have small talk with someone 
over text. Yeah. That it's just kind of, it's like, I don't want to talk to you about how your day is going. I don't even know you. I don't, I, yeah. do I really care about how your day is going? No, because no, I don't know you. Yeah. You know, like I if I, a, if a, I knew you, then sure, I would care about how your day is going, but right. I don't care about how your day is going. I don't know you, honestly. Yeah, I hope like, you're having up. a good day. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we still have to be good human beings. I, I hope you're having a good day, but I don't really know you. No, to fair. exactly and then if if i don't know you you're less likely to be vulnerable with me and tell me actually how your day is actually going yeah, yeah you know yeah. you're just gonna give the simple basic oh it's good how's your day and catch this let's say you match with like 10 people all 10 people start off with small talk like i don't know about you but that to me that just sounds boring like how do you keep up with that many conversations of small talk it's kind of yeah, like i mean you know what i mean i don't know there's pros and speak, cons to speaking it. of small talk i was reading a message a conversation starter uh thing on reddit and they're talking about how uncomfortable and hard for this person was to make small talk um so the way i go about if i'm dating on hinge or something and it's just small talk i if they ask me something about my date i try to be a vulnerable in a, in a certain area and that tends to open people up a little more because I kind of show my flaws and then they feel more comfortable about talking about their flaws or whatever it is. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So that's how I, like, what, what do you say? Uh, I mean, no, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing you out cause I don't know. I feel like I'm not good at small talk. I feel like you are. Well, I'm, I might be, but I feel like internally I don't care. Oh, you act, you're very good at acting like you care though. Yeah. But like you're, you're right. But I'm just not a small talk person. I'd rather have meaningful conversation with somebody, but if somebody wants to have small talk with me. I can have small talk, but after a while I get disinterested and I slowly start getting my way out of that conversation. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Really? You think you can get your way out of conversations? I feel like it's hard because I don't mean no disrespect, but like I, you know, you know, I'm, you know, I've done that in the past, you know, with freaking, um, you know, people that we know. And I just kind of, get I just find my way out of the conversation because I just feel I just slowly start feeling small talk kind of gets uncomfortable after a while because that's yeah. when like silences come about I'm just like okay yeah it, is, it can I, be kind of awkward sometimes yeah it's just like hey how's your day going now how do you now what like Good. how do you how's your day? yeah exactly to me that's so boring dude. freaking boring yeah like like unleash some drama no I'm kidding though no, I don't give a shit about drama either but it's just funny <laughs> but um but like to be honest, but like what lacks on these apps, and this is somebody who just doesn't have experience with them, this is what I think, is just substance. Like I feel like more people just get jaded on these apps than anything. Like Jaded how? Just kind of get like, oh, oh here's small talk. There's they a, get tired I, out, they maybe? They get tired out, yeah. and they're kind of like, oh, whatever, I don't want to pay much. Um, I don't want to put forth too like, of yeah. an effort because I literally just you know, did that with 10 other people. And it's kind I, of, I think a goal for me getting on the dating app, if I'm on the dating app and you know, I'm two weeks into it, I better already have like two dates set and fair. that's how I'm going to go about it. It's kind of yeah. like, if I'm not getting any dates out of a dating app, that's what they're, that's what they're called dating apps. Go out on dates, go actually go out and do it, you know, meet people and a lot of people, well, I don't know them. They're a stranger. Well, that's the whole point, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you, yeah. Can, you try to go to me. I'm not saying go to their house the first night, yeah. you know? Don't do what I do on Grinder. Anyway, don't go to the house. Kids cover your ears. Um, you know. Adults, too. <laughs> Mamas. Parents. Um, you know, just just <laughs> go, um, go on these dates. The point is go on these dates. That's what I try to do. That's what I'm going to try to do when I get back into the dating game. And I think I did a pretty good, I would say I did a pretty good job the first time I got on it um, last year, last summer. I was going on dates, you know, and I dated a guy for about three months. And then I dated, uh, I went on a couple more dates. I think I went on like a, like four dates within a four month span. One of them I was kind of seeing for three months. So that's why there was a long pause there. But if you're on the dating app and you're not going on dates, then what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Anyway. Anyways, I what? think. What I, are you I, trying to say? I, I don't I'm you just. You look like you guys want to say. Yeah, well, I was just thinking. I was kind of like, do you think sometimes people um, crave attention on those apps and don't really. I think people to- can't crave attention just without the apps. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. 
Who yeah. doesn't like attention? Yeah, I like you're attention. Right. That's why I that's why this podcast is named after me. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. That's why you have all these shirts with your name on there. <laughs> you have a big picture of yourself I, on your wall. Yeah, I'm self centered sometimes. Day. No, I mean yeah. What? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. No, you're right. I think we all are self centered to a certain extent. Yeah, some more than others. Yeah, I think I'm pretty self centered. Would you say I'm pretty self centered? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, me too. I hey, think a lot of people, I think most, yeah, I, I think I would, I would say I'm pretty self-centered and yeah. um, like I want my name to mean something in this world. Um, but just because you're self-centered doesn't mean that you should be, you shouldn't be selfless. True. You shouldn't That's help good. others. That's good. You That's can be good. self-centered and help other people. Dang. You like that? Tony with wisdom. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. What should we write on the t-shirt? This is... Uh, Turn that into a quote somehow. Um, and then write like Tony Gay. I mean, Tony Gallo. <laughs> right? Tony Gaylord. The Lord of the Gays. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. The Lord. The Lord is our Lord. Anyway, um, self-centered doesn't mean selfish. Self-centered doesn't, doesn't no. mean... Doesn't Self-centered. <laughs> I don't know if it means... It might mean selfish. It does mean selfish. So you got... Self, being self-centered doesn't... Doesn't mean you don't help others. Being self-centered doesn't mean you can't be selfless. There you go. Dang. There you go. Dang. Copyrighted and trademarked over here. Done. Stamped. Done and done and done. Dude. Um, Would you send your kids to college? You had something on here about college? Dude, yes. Well, I've been listening to a lot of arguments about college. Yeah. And um, I don't know. Well, would you send your kids to college? I, I feel like you, this is the thing with college. I feel like I'm trying to find a good analogy for it right now as I'm thinking in my head. Um, it's kind of like, back. you know, back in the day, people didn't used to drive a lot because everything was like right there. It was yeah. very convenient to get to places. Sure. Um, it. I feel like going to college, I, I don't know why in my brain it keeps going. I'm thinking about driving. Maybe because I'm we're staring out at our apartment window here and we can see cars. Maybe that's why I'm trying to tie it back to this analogy. Or maybe it's going to be a good analogy. We'll see. But I think going to college is like driving. How so? How would you it's like explain you that? You don't need to drive because there's resources like the Dart. bus. Yeah. You know, public, public bus, tra- public train, public transportation. You don't need to no, and this is this is Texas specific, I guess, because in other areas of the country, you did, you really don't need a car, right? But this is Texas specific. It's like going to college is like driving in Texas. You don't really need to learn how to drive, but you make your life more inconvenient if you don't learn how to drive. Yeah, okay, sure. And, and I feel like it's a drift now. college is like that. It's like you don't need to go to college. But if you don't go to college, it just makes it more inconvenient to get a job, more inconvenient for employers to take you seriously. Um, but with these questions arising now on whether college is necessary or not, by the time, say that, you know, you have kids, we might be headed down another route on the opinions of college, the value of college, you know, the worthiness of college. I think I think in some um field or professions you you will need college and you will have to still pay the hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever yeah um but for for um some other things out there you know you might just be hopefully at one point we're able just to attend the school or like the classes that we need to for that profession and call it and not spend twenty five thousand dollars a year on a public institution to be a freaking police officer or to be a teacher or to be a um you know, you know, whatever, something that doesn't require. I think, yeah, I think that higher education for your college plan needs to be reformed for, for sure. 100%. Yeah, no doubt. That's I think, what I've been listening to a lot of. Yeah. I think, I think it needs to be reformed. Um, because there's, and I mean, I've, we've, I think we've spoken about this in the past where it's kind of like, do you need all these classes that, as a freshman that you have to take all these basic courses in order to get a political science degree or whatever the case may be. 
And I, the answer would be no. I don't think. Yeah, you like do. how is archaeology one hundred and one going to benefit you going to political science? Yeah, or going to teaching school, or like even for nurses, right? Like archaeology one hundred and one, or like whatever one hundred and one. But why not just get down to the core nitty gritty of nursing? Right. So that way, that way we, um, you know, because society doesn't function the way college wants you to function. I feel like college makes you feel like you got to know everything. You got to yeah. go to math. You got to go to biology. You got to go to Electives. history you yeah. got to go you got to know everything about everything yeah. and then you get out to the real world and you realize people don't know everything like yeah. people tend to just do their one job and they're professionals at their one job whether yeah. it's a lawyer or a doctor or whatever the case may be but they don't know everything they kind of have basic knowledge of everything but yeah. it's not like you know we still go to professionals to do our taxes you know we still go to professionals to to get our legal advice or right. we still go to professionals to get health advice. So why the why do we spend time kind of learning about every single thing if that's not Yeah. And a lot of the stuff is not applicable to even just like people's professions, which to me is a, sounds like a waste of time. Yeah. Unless I don't know. But that was just my I mean listening to some stuff on from Valuetainment on um What's Valuetainment? It's the the um, entertainment uh, channel that's ran by Patrick by David. The entertainment capital of the world. Patrick Do you know what David. the entertainment capital of the world is? Uh, hold on. Don't, uh, well, Hollywood? I thought it was Vegas. I don't know. I don't know, but I love <laughs> Vegas, and I want to go back. I don't know why I asked you that question. I don't even know the answer for sure. I think it's Vegas. It the probably is Vegas. capital of the world. Probably is Vegas. And yeah. you know what? If I could, I'd go to Vegas once a month. Really? Just for a weekend. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? I do um, want to go to Vegas. I mean, <laughs> during the summer and go to like one of those pool parties. Dude, down, you know, pool party, freaking shredded six pack. Same. Veins coming out of my butt cheeks. I don't know. My speedo on. It's a vibe. I feel like you should experience it. Like if you go to Vegas. Of course, when we went just now, it was freaking cold, obviously, you know what I mean? But. Yeah, I definitely want to. Like, Even if it's not your roof, cup of tea, like dude. a rooftop party kind of scene. Yeah, and jump off the roof, right? No, I'm just kidding. What? <laughs> what is wrong with you? You need to go talk to your therapist. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Crazy guy. Anyway, do we have anything else? That's it. Are you all? You're all gassed out from the podcast. Yeah, I keep hey, farting. I want to say this um, before we do leave. What What do you think makes us different from other podcasts? What do you think? That's a great. That's a good question. What do you think makes us different from other podcasts? Um, I'll start. Yeah, well, you start. You start. Well, for one, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and a lot of podcasts are just very monotone. Like, hi, my name is Jim, and with me today is my co-host Jerry. Jerry and I are going to speak to you about the crime that happened in 1884, and how police didn't properly investigate this crime and how a suspect got away mm. and the last suspect was mm. and a innocent person was put in jail mm-hmm. yeah sounds like i'm like what <laughs> yeah i think we're more lively in there or we try to be more energetic sometimes even though we do talk about life things we talk about life things we talk about the bio in our on our instagram thing is now um friends t gallo 395 and lift with sahaj going through life and podcasting our thoughts yeah i like that that's basically what our podcast is we just go through life this life is tough and now i understand why um old people are respected because it's a tough life if you make it to be old that's the goal right Mm -hmm. good for you good for making it to be 70 years old yeah exactly. good for you anyway well dude i think what makes us different is i think it's just um two friends going back and forth and being super authentic i think i also think that we have a lot of banter we have a lot of if to me it feels like we were back in the days when we used to ride in the squad car together where we just bs just for 40 it. 40 plus hours a week yeah. i literally feel like doing the same shit here back and forth oh i get so rowdy now no i mean i'm just saying like i think we're doing the same thing here it kind of feels like to me it feels like squad car talk yeah for sure 100 squad car talk Ooh. i think that's where we became best friends in the squad car even though 
Shout you, out to Jake Gyllenhaal. You didn't want to ride with me, but it's okay. We made it happen. Oh, I yeah. made it happen. I fought for our friendship, and now we have a great podcast. And you know what? I'm always going to remember that. 20 I didn't years, want to ride 20, with you. 20 years from now, when we're making $1.4 million of this podcast, I'm like, well, that's because I fought for our friendship, and now we have a very successful podcast. Anyway, when, when that's then, why I get... We're going to be so successful. That's why I get 80% Trump. of the profits. We're going to have Donald Trump on this podcast. <laughs> so that's how successful we're going to be one day. That'd be freaking great. Mr. Trump. Uh... Dude. Sir. Never mind. I did. I was talking to some of my friends about the political feedback, the the feedback, and they said it's, it gets a little too political sometimes. I said, oh, well, mm. I'm a political science major. What do you expect? And we're in a pretty heated political climate era right now. Like as young people more and more dabbling into politics, it's inevitable that pol- politics come out. Plus, I'm going to run for Senate someday or Congress or uh, I'm sorry, Congress, which includes the Senate. Senate or the House of Representatives. So, oh, watch everybody, watch out. Senate primarily. That's I want to be Senate. I want to be known as Senator Gallo. Mm. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Yep, we'll see what happens. And there, and the media is gonna dig and dig and dig through this podcast and listen to all these old episodes and try to find something. Like, I hope not. This is what Tony said back in back in 2023. This is what Tony said. Yeah, just have a listen. And then they're going to find a way to throw me under the bus because like, Tony hangs out with his co-host who is just whatever, whatever, whatever. Here's like, what uh, they had to say when they were 28 years old. Yeah. And Making jokes like, about okay. bad things. I, I don't know. I I've don't always, care. I, I have nothing but good to say. Yeah, just same. Kidding. Some things are not. Some just things like, are controversial. You know, what's going to happen is when they find out something, you're going to get canceled. Like my boy Andrew Tate got canceled for freaking speaking okay, well, his mind. No, 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 no. I'm not Andrew Tate. Don't compare me to that. I'm not. Um, <laughs> what was he doing? Like he was like, like he was a pimp or something. <laughs> I that's just, all. He, that's, I'm not that's pimping anybody hearsay. out. Not. That's all hearsay. He's got no, like no, 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 no. <laughs> the only thing they're gonna find out, they're gonna say, oh, this. He's. This is what he said. The only thing I worry about is this: is that I say something on this podcast and then like five years later from now i don't feel the same way and that's gonna happen like my thoughts change dude it's normal like i i i'm not afraid to admit that my thoughts my opinions will change yeah because i'm going to be in a different season of my life five years from now i'm gonna have to learn more experience yeah more life experience so i'm not gonna sit here and be like well i'm gonna be you know even even my my political views right now i lean conservative five years from now i may lean liberal who knows i don't know it's more up your alley, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the Democratic Party may change a little bit, and I may, you know, be more of a dad. I, I was inspired by Barack Obama to get into to politics. Didn't you say AOC was like your favorite? No, absolutely not. I was inspired. I don't know much about AOC, honestly. I don't know much about the lady. I really don't. Okay, I I don't think she has a lot of enough life experience, honestly, to be in Congress, because I do believe that now. You kind of need some life experience yeah. to be in Congress, you know? Yeah. Um, just like the Senate, she's kind of like on the other side of the spectrum where there's senators and Congress uh, or Congress people who um, who grew up in pol- in the political arena. Oh, you yeah. know, their parents are politics. They don't know anything about life. They need to retire. So it's kind of like they don't have the life experience just like AOC. I don't know how much life experience she has. So anyway. Oh, she was a barista. I do think that people need life experience in order to represent us because most of us are just lost. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) so I think, I mean, it's just most of us do, you know, don't know what, what, you know, don't do, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. We're going to not get, get into the, dive down the rabbit hole of politics right now. I know it's, yeah. But anyway, thanks. I think that's what makes us different. (laughs) going back to that that's where we started and i appreciate you listening i really do i hope you share this podcast on your instagram stories on your snapchats on your twitter wherever you may be listening just share with us shout out to all of you because you i mean we've we've had consistent listeners and that's what makes me happy i love it you know whether it's five of you guys or it's 500 of you guys For real. like yeah. it's awesome to have Every, every time there's a new episode, you come back and you listen. And I appreciate that. So thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in a couple weeks with another podcast. Heck yeah. Y'all keep us going. So good job, guys. We I didn't even it. talk about my Colorado trip. It was fun. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh.
Thank you for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Peace. A podcast unlike any other. You're listening to The Tony Gallo Show. Share the show on Instagram and Twitter because remember, sharing is caring. At Tony Gallo Show.